Hi, and welcome to another episode of On the Job with Porak. I'm Brian Marvel, president of Porak. Today we have in Tamarin Olden of Law Enforcement Social Media Training. Tamarin is currently in the middle of teaching a two-day advanced social media course in our new Porak headquarters, which helps law enforcement officials learn advanced tips and tricks to produce polished, engaging, and professional social media posts, news releases, videos, and images. Tamarin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me in this beautiful new building. I'm jealous. This is amazing. It is. It's been uh, it's been really a long time coming, and it's great that we have a studio because it helps so much of our uh, members. Will eventually down the road once it's uh, fully outfitted, but I think it really dovetails into what you're specialized in and your expertise in social media. Um, I know when I ran uh, four years ago, I sort of ran on a platform of trying to be more social media savvy. Uh, It's literally a free platform, uh, and I think our members need to be using it, at least the associations and the police departments, to the best of their ability. And somebody like you, I think, is important in the fact that you know the tips and the training and the skills necessary to have an effective and efficient social media uh, program. So... How did you get involved in all of this? What's your background, I guess, with law enforcement particularly? Yes. So I spent um, actually about 16, 17 years working in the public sector. I spent a few years working for um, a city agency doing community outreach and events. And then after a few years, I went over to the police department and spent about 12 years there. Um, My job started as uh, community relations, crime prevention and outreach. But you know that little clause in your job description, other duties as assigned? So yeah, they really took advantage of that. And um, also typical of agencies, the chief came back from a meeting and heard some feedback and saw what other agencies in the area were doing and said, so I think we need to get on board with this whole social media PIO thing and doing a better job at connecting with the community. You work with the community, so you're going to be the new PIO and social media manager, and you're going to start the team. And I had no experience outside of personal, no training, um, and no budget. So what we found, and actually in this class, when we open up our classes, we talk about this. How much experience do you have? What are some of the struggles? And the majority of people say, yeah, I was voluntold. Um, I don't have a budget. I don't have equipment. I don't know what I'm doing. So that's kind of how I got started. And I know that's pretty typical for a lot of agencies. Same thing with boards. We're like, hey, I know we need to communicate with our members and community. I don't know what I'm doing, but here I am. So with that, um, is that what sort of got you to get into your own business and then really start talking about how you could uh, help people be better at producing social media content? So after I didn't have any training, I really had to figure it out on my own. I looked at agencies who were doing a good job. Um, University of YouTube is always great for tutorials and learning how to do things. 
Um, they don't necessarily teach you graphic design, photography, and videography um, when you work at police departments, especially for those officers who are sworn, who are like, hey, I didn't sign up for this, and they didn't teach me this in the academy. So I started teaching myself. Um, I started learning. I really started loving that aspect of my position and being able to grow the team from scratch and grow the program. So after gaining interest in it, I actually met somebody who was doing teaching, who was the original owners of Law Enforcement Social. And I thought, wow, that's such a great concept. There's no good training out there. Um, It's constantly changing. Government and public safety in general are so far behind the curve and trends. And um, so we started building a relationship, started working together, networking. And one day, one of the guys called me, Mikey B, shout out to him. He was a PIO and social media manager, and he did this on the side. And he said, Tam, I got subpoenaed for court. I have a class scheduled. I need an instructor. Would you go in for me? And I'm like, "Um, sure, I'll figure it out. I'll take care of you. You're my friend. Uh, You've done tons of favors for me. I'll figure it out. So I showed up, taught my first class uh, with Long Beach PD, and it went well, and I loved it. And we got such a good response. And so I started, I come on, it came on as an instructor. Um, we started expanding our scope of services to websites and consulting and other things. And eventually moving forward, um, some of the original owners just had, you know, other opportunities uh, with their primary assignment, with their families, other things that came up. And so fast forward four years later, now I'm the um, main owner and instructor for um, for the company. So... What are some of the advice that you give in the training that uh, can be easily picked up by somebody that's new to it? And then on the converse, what are some of the pitfalls that you've seen in regards to posting on social media? Wow. So some of the main things that I would say that could be a quick, easy takeaway and things to think about is bring value to show your value and bring value to the community. They're wanting to know what you're about, what you do, what services you provide. Um, And they also want to create that connection. We all know the struggle of staying connected with your community and how hard that is. And also in the last few years, especially, people are not having the best outlook of law enforcement and government and really taking this as an opportunity to show your organization in a different light. We talk about branding for the greater portion of the morning of the class because when someone thinks about your organization, your association, your police department, when they come across your page, what is the impression they're going to have? That you're a progressive organization? That you care about your community? That you keep them informed? That you do good police work? Think about it from a recruitment perspective. A lot of the younger generation, social media is their first language. So they're going to go and look at what agencies are doing it right, and they're going to judge your organization based on what they see online. So be relatable, show the human side of it, and focus on the quality of your content. Now the other side of it, the negative. There's a lot of liability in it. You post or say or do the wrong thing. I mean, you know, they use the term of you get canceled. You get canceled. Your agency gets negativity. It could cause civil unrest. And it's sad because a lot of organizations don't put the time and energy into training and teaching people the legal aspects of it. And that's huge. What can you put out? What can't you per the government code? We have new assembly bills coming out. We have Senate bills coming out that are now dictating what you can and can't do on social media. And it's unfortunate that I see agencies and I go through their pages and I look at their posts and I'm thinking, "Uh, you're not allowed to post that. 
So it's also making sure that you're staying on top of the legal things. Another side of it, which we could talk a whole podcast episode about that, is people's personal social media use and people blurring those lines and getting themselves into trouble because of things they're doing on their personal pages. Regardless of your perspective of, hey, we should be able to post what we want on our personal pages off duty, but there's also a lot of people, unfortunately, who have seen the negative side effects of, of doing that, where they've been fired, where they've been sued, where they've had complaints. So really staying on top of the legal aspects of what you could do personally and professionally is probably one of the biggest things that could be negative that you have to keep an eye out for. I know, and you re- you bring up a really good point, especially about the personal versus the professional. And it's almost like, and I this is a personal feeling, and I don't know if you agree with me, but it almost feels like there needs to be a class in the academy that actually talks about, yeah, we have our First Amendment rights and we can say what we want, but you don't have a First Amendment right to your job. And I think it's Absolutely. really hard for people to understand that. They do. And they, they try to get the training to say, look, People are going to try to ferret you out. You can be as innocuous as possible on, online, but once they figure out you're a peace officer and they find out what agency you're attached to, uh, it's game over in a sense, yeah. uh, especially if you're posting stuff that's inappropriate mm-hmm. uh, or people perceive it to be inappropriate. Yes, and that's the thing is perception. They say that perception's reality, and I hate that. I hate that phrase, but that that is the reality of it. Something can be be perceived as being discriminatory. You're being labeled as discriminatory, then how can they say that you're able to do your job with integrity and in the right way when you're going and doing things in your personal life that can be seen as being discriminatory? And I think that you talked about the academy. So I actually started teaching, and I'm actually going to one of my client agencies tomorrow. All of their new recruits that are coming in, guess what I'm talking to them about? personal social media use, because there's a lot of agencies who have called me who say RIA division right now is overwhelmed with complaints and investigations related to people doing things they shouldn't be on their personal social media accounts. Um, I also included it with my department. We started with the quarterly AOTs, the advanced officer training. We included some aspect of media relations or social media in that training. And then we also included a segment in the FTO program. So if your agency does not do that, um, I definitely recommend from the academy to FTO to also your advanced officer training, keeping people informed of what they can and can't do personally and professionally. Well, definitely sounds like you're ahead of the curve on that, which is- I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to help the (laughs) profession out. I hate, I mean, Google search, you guys. Police officer fired over social media posts. See it all the time. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And especially over just the last year with what we've gone through as a profession. I mean, it's you've seen it in Phoenix, you've seen it in Philadelphia, you've seen it in New York. So mm-hmm. definitely have to be very cautious about uh, what you post on social media. Um, so what other classes outside of the – I know you're doing the advanced social media here for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other classes do you teach uh, in that arena? Uh, maybe um, – you know, do you do any graphic design work to help them out or recommendations to people to uh, to learn that type of stuff? So some of the other classes we do, we do a two-day PIO workshop. So that's just focused on media and messaging and how you can navigate um, your messaging in the media. I know that's also a big challenge. Um, people have their issues and perspectives about dealing with the media, but it's kind of a necessary evil. Um, so how to do that, how to do a press conference properly. We also do a content creation class where we talk about how to produce um, professional and polished and modern and eye-catching photo and video. 
Um, and then one of the other classes that we've done that we're bringing back this next year because of the reasons that we've already talked about is all the legal aspects. I've been getting a lot of requests. Usually it's because something bad happened and they're wanting to know about the legal aspects. So we are bringing that class back as well. And then on the consulting side of it, I do work with agencies, associations, and police departments and sheriff's departments to help them navigate, train, and be there as a resource to help them with some of their content creation and to help them with their communications and really kind of getting them to the next level and refining their communication style on social media. Yeah, and there was some uh, recent legislation now about uh, posting photos of people that have been arrested. Yes. Um, So... Definitely got to be aware of those. Uh, that's a big one because mm-hmm. I know a lot of agencies, especially the uh, sheriff's departments, oh, yeah. post audit information. Yeah, that new assembly bill that came down, it, it was funny. We were going through some of the social media accounts in the class, and I was going through, and I'm like, ooh, oops, they shouldn't be posting that up there. So it is very new. Um, it is something that agencies are trying to navigate. I think there's going to be some refining to that because there is a loophole. It says booking photo. So you could probably guess what people are doing to get around it. Um, Things that aren't quote unquote booking photos. Uh, But yeah, those are things that you have to be on top of that there's ramifications for and that are going to impact what we do. Because if you want to post about a significant incident, you don't have a booking photo. Okay, now what? Well, I know, uh, I think, is it November? I think we're title sponsor to your event in uh, Palm Springs. Tell us a little bit about that. So, I mean, besides the fact that we get to go hang out in Palm Springs in November when the weather's great um, and it's in Palm Springs, we're going to be having November 3rd through 5th um, a series of workshops. We're going to do mini workshops on content creation, on branding, on photography, videography, um, on how to set up and manage podcasts, on how to do YouTube, what your best practices are, recruitment tactics on social media. Pretty much any topic that you're wanting to cover to be able to step up your game, we're covering it. Obviously, our instructor team will be there, but we're also bringing in a lot of people in the industry who are doing it right, and they're coming in as instructors. And we just announced um, our keynote speaker is going to be Sheriff Lamb from Pinal County Sheriff's Department, um, who is obviously very well known, and he actually has a lot of insight and perspective in the marketing arena, which helps him in obviously what he does and get his message out. So we're really excited. We have a great lineup, and we're happy to have you guys there as our sponsor and our vendor. No, absolutely. We're, we're excited to be there. I'm actually excited to attend um, because I think it's so important, especially the way everything is going today. I mean, it's just the new generations of officers, just the kids. This is They com- completely have grown up uh, in this environment. And um, I think anything that we can provide to the officers to make sure that they protect themselves so they can have a very long career uh, in the law enforcement profession, I think is a worthy cause um, because I know how people, something makes you upset, even a football game uh, where your team's <laughs> losing and, and, and you could post something that could end your career. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. So I really appreciate everything that you're bringing to the forefront and the teaching that you're doing. Uh, and that's why we're extremely happy to be partnering with you on the training that we're having here, but also uh, for the event in November. And hopefully in the future, we can do more of these trainings because um, it's just such a critical need right now. And you really touched on it early on is, is that the government is so far behind on this. Oh, we're so far behind. Yes. We're still stuck in the early 2000s, sometimes late 90s yes. <laughs> when it comes to that stuff. But you know what? If anything, the sil- silver lining in last year and this year is it really brought to the forefront the need to be able to have effective communications on social media. 
that now you don't have in-person press conferences, in-person interviews, and you can't have your community neighborhood watch meetings. Now what? So they go, oh, our staff isn't properly trained and they're using their old iPhone and they don't have software. So they've really brought to light the importance and the value of communications and social media for law enforcement and government. So I guess something positive about um, the last year or so that's um, really been beneficial to organizations. The one thing that I have noticed with uh, the COVID and the shutdown is doing the press conferences via social media or Mm -hmm. on there, um, you actually wind up getting more attendance. I have found from other reporters throughout the state where, you know, obviously Porak's located in Sacramento and they do have pool reporters here, but I found that you would start to see reporters in some of these outlying counties that you'd never seen before uh, showing up to these press conferences, which I thought was really good. I think that's an added benefit, although uh, being in person, um, it's, it's hard to beat that. Uh, because you get a lot more of the the body, uh, the facial expressions. More uh, context. Yeah, exactly. So, again, I want to thank you. How do you sign up for the event in November? So we have a specific website, lesmcon2021.com, and then our regular trainings is lawenforcementsocialmediatraining.com. Um, so we post all of our classes. We're hopefully going to be starting to book throughout 2022. So anybody who wants to host, um, we're starting to accept those applications, but we're looking forward to it. And thank you again so much for hosting. You guys and your team have been amazing and I absolutely love your facility here. All right. I appreciate that. Is there anything that I missed? Do you want to close it out with anything? No, I think that's it. Um, I also want to let people know, please use me as a resource. Reach out to me. My handle across social media is Tamron Olden. Um, I get DMs all the time hey, what should I do with this? What do you think about that? I'm getting pushback on this. Do I have to remove that? I want to be able to help and keep people employed, keep them out of trouble, and keep agencies in a positive light. Excellent. Well, thanks again for uh, joining me on the podcast today. I want to thank everybody for joining us on this latest episode of On the Job with Porak with Tamarin Olden. As always, we'd like to close this podcast by thanking all our Porak members and our nation's law enforcement. We hope you stay safe and have a great day. PORAC is California's largest law enforcement organization and the largest statewide association in the nation, representing over 77,000 public safety members since 1953. Our monthly podcasts, as well as past episodes, are available on PORAC.org, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PORAC's YouTube channel, or where popular podcasts are downloaded. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms and tag us with your suggestions for future show topics. To learn more about our organization, visit us at PORAC. Porak.org. We are Porak.